for the first time, Tom Allen sat down and addressed head-on the disastrous 2021 football season and all the big questions that surrounded it and gave us plenty to talk about on today's episode of Locked on Hoosiers. You are Locked on Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Tuesday, May 17th. This is Locked On Hoosiers, as always, the one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every single day. Tom Island sat down with the Indianapolis Star, Bloomington Herald Times reporter Dustin Deporiak, and talked a one-on-one interview about the 2021 football season and everything that has transpired since then. Really the first time he's addressed a lot of the uh, things from that season head-on. Gave us quite a lot to talk about, quite a lot to dig into, and we're going to look at the three biggest takeaways from that interview and the quotes he had because... He didn't shy away from anything, and, and he addressed a lot of the uh, issues that people had with the season. The biggest thing that jumped out to me from this interview uh, was him talking about the lack of accountability on last season's team, and I think that's one of the biggest issues last year's team had. Certainly the biggest issue that they could control was – it's something that began to creep out toward the end of last season and once the season ended, but just a general lack of accountability and um, the just kind of the wrong mindset. And guys went into this season. It was an unfamiliar place for Indiana being not this plucky underdog that was hoping to make some noise, but this team with expectations, they didn't handle it well. Uh, quote: Here's a quote from Tom Allen. We're going to have a lot of quotes about his. Uh, again, this is from the Indy Star. Go read that. I'm going to try to keep it, uh, not give you everything in the article, but go read the story from Dustin Apirak. He was on. He, uh, great guy, great, someone that's been on the show. Great, great guy, great journalist. But the, uh, here's Tom Allen's quote. The things that I believe in are accountability, toughness, and love. Elio kind of gets the brunt of the attention, but at the core of it, it's those three things, accountability, toughness, and love. Accountability is the first piece. That's what I thought we had to evaluate is making sure we were holding guys to the highest level of accountability. That's an area I wanted to intensify. Uh, When I talk about LEO, I talk about, uh, quote, I don't care who gets the credit. It's not about me. Uh, I'll be honest. I felt like with some guys, it was too much about them. To me, when you do that, it hurts the team. Not surprisingly, he didn't name names. Yeah, it'd be hard to name names from a distance. Uh, it didn't, nobody gave off the vibe that they didn't care about the team and they were focused on themselves. Um, and on that front, it wasn't like there were big names that really transferred that that would, uh, apply to. I mean, the only big names that left were Micah McFadden and by every account, he, he was a great leader and he was a guy, as soon as the season ended, there were a number of players, six in total, the day after the season ended with that loss to Purdue. Uh, Cam Jones, Micah McFadden, Jalen Williams, Taiwan Mullen, Devin Matthews, and Jack Tuttle, everybody but Micah McFadden back this season, all met with Tom Allen and talked directly about how do we avoid 
this happening again. Let's never have another season like this again. And how do we avoid that? Uh, so when you look at the accountability thing, Micah McFadden was one of the only big names that left. Again, obviously he wasn't somebody like that. The only other big name that left was Mike Penix. And by basically every account, he was a great teammate and somebody that was supporting everyone, even while he was injured. I would be surprised if that was about him. So it's hard to speculate. It's kind of pointless to speculate about who uh, Tom Allen was talking about, but it didn't really matter. That that uh, feeling existed. The lack of accountability was there, and that was one of the things that doomed the season. Uh, it's something, like I said, he had started to state in the past. The guys just didn't have the right mindset during the season. I think he mentioned that once the season was over. So how did he go about addressing that? He did a couple of interesting things. Um, he really uh, said he's starting to empower people to speak up. The players themselves, he said it's um, it's a lot more powerful. It's a lot more meaningful when it's coming from within the team and when people are challenging each other within the team and it's not coming from the coaches uh, getting on the players, that if your teammates are doing it, it's going to carry a lot more weight than if uh, the coaches are doing it. And one of the ways he did that, you got to be pretty comfortable with your team to be able to call each other out. He created the, he called them, I think, accountability groups was the word he used the phrase he used. Uh, he just grouped people together, not in position groups. He said everybody spends time together with their position group. He grouped people together, not with that, but just groups that he uh, helped schedule dinners and hangouts so that they can get to know each other and there's more of a comfort throughout the whole team. Um, that obviously helps just with a bonding aspect of it. And just being a close, tight-knit team, comfortable with one another. And it'll lead to situations where guys will feel more comfortable calling each other out because they're more comfortable with their teammates. They know that guys won't take it the wrong way, that they'll have the best interests of the team in mind. So a really interesting change. And one of the biggest things I took away from this article is just the change in accountability, how guys are – or how Tom Allen is holding guys – uh, more accountable, accountable, and how he addressed the matter. Uh, it's one thing to just say guys weren't accountable. Well, you got to fix that. You got to figure out ways to uh, fix that problem, and he's done that in a number of ways. That makes it really interesting. Um, it should make for a much more interesting dynamic next season. There's a lot of things that changed about last season. One thing that I really hope changes, and something that was entirely really out of Indiana's control was the injuries. Tom Allen talked about them and he talked about bringing a group in to study whether the Hoosiers were doing things wrong with their strength and conditioning program. We'll talk about what those findings uh, revealed and what changes he made on that front to try to avoid more injury problems this upcoming season. Before we do any of that though, guys built bar birthday cake puffs are here and they are amazing. Uh, I just received my birthday cake puffs. Excuse me. I've never had anything like this before. They're available right now, and we can't promise that they're going to be there tomorrow. So get them today at built.com. If you haven't tried them, I'll let you in on a little secret because that's what friends do. And we're obviously friends here. Uh, they are a chocolate covered marshmallow protein bar that is covered in 100% real white chocolate. And you don't even have to sacrifice. Um, Health. I mean, it's 150 calories, 16 grams of protein, only nine grams of sugar. 
It's a limited time flavor. It's an amazing option if you're looking for a healthy way to get flavor and add some variety to your day. As I said, they're all covered in 100% real chocolate. I can't reiterate that enough. It makes them taste amazing. That means it's going to be healthy and you're actually going to enjoy it when you eat it. They're made with collagen protein, which uh, your body absorbs more efficiently as well. So that helps provide some of those health benefits. So head on over to Built.com. Get your birthday cake puffs now. That's Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15. Once you get all set, if you find some Built Bars you like there too as well, get 15% off that entire order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Injuries were just an underlying issue throughout last season. Basically, it felt like everybody was injured. It started at the top with Michael Penix, who uh, really just couldn't stay healthy throughout his whole career. We talked a ton about that. That set a tone. Jack Tuttle getting injured uh, pretty much doomed whatever hope they had left in the season. Uh, But, uh, I mean, you had top receivers going down. You had top players. uh, DJ Matthews going down. Taiwan Mullen going down. Uh, it was just too much for Indiana to overcome. It felt like week in and week out, they were losing another really important piece to the team through injury. And it was something, again, if nothing else, Tom Allen had a really honest look and left no stone unturned when it came to this offseason. He said he talked about not wanting to ever go through a 2-10 and ten season again. Rightfully so. He said it's not something this program has done. And even for as low of the lows that have been uh, in Bloomington, certainly through Tom Allen's time, it doesn't get any lower than what last season was for the Hoosiers. He had generally had strong seasons in Indiana. So with all the injuries, he he brought a um, outside group in to study the strength and conditioning practices. Uh, according to Allen, 20 players on the roster suffered a season-ending injury of some kind. 30 guys miss five games or more. So it was a rampant issue, but the group, the study, I mean, they looked at the strength and conditioning practices, everything that uh, could possibly lead to injuries. They evaluated all that, and their result was that it was bad luck. It was overall really, they determined it was bad luck, which is what Tom Allen thought it was because – he spoke about this. It wasn't like soft tissue injuries, which are a product of like overworking yourself and uh, overexerting yourself. It was um, breaks or pulled tendons, things like that, that um, are torn, torn muscles, torn tendons that don't happen because of overworking. Um, you a number of torn ACLs. We'd mentioned DJ Matthews, like he was fielding a punt, planted his foot towards ACL. That wasn't a result of IU having uh, too much strength and conditioning or, or something. That's just kind of one of those freak moments, freak injuries that you can't you you can't plan for, you can't avoid. Unfortunately, it sucks. Injuries are awful, but it's not. Those aren't something you can avoid. You certainly hope now that things kind of balance out and average out. Now you got all that horrible injury luck last season and are able to get over it and maybe have the benefit of injury luck this season and not have as many guys injured. Now, even if, or even with this study showing that it was basically bad luck that led to the Hoosiers having so many injuries, 
Tom Allen still made adjustments, and, and that's something I appreciate as well. I'm a big proponent overall of don't fix what isn't broken. And while the Hoosiers didn't really, I mean, that's a uh, no pun intended on the broken part, but uh, that's the approach to generally have, I think. But you can still perfect things. So even if nothing IU was doing was at fault, you can still go about and find ways to further avoid injuries. And that's something that the Hoosiers did during the spring. Um, he limited opportunities in practice for some of that bad luck to happen. Uh, there was a lot less contact in practice, fewer contact periods overall, shorter scrimmages in practice as well this year. Uh, they talked about avoiding the situations where legs are whipping around and and things like that can lead to injuries that on one hand you can't prepare for, but if you are avoiding putting your players in that situation at all, um, you're avoiding that injury risk as well. So again, an example Injuries are something we talked about all last season, uh, injuries and that brutal schedule, but uh, injuries were something we talked about all last season, and that was an underlying issue throughout the year. I myself, I, I believe I brought it up at some point that IU needed to look at what they were doing in practices and whatnot because it was getting out of hand, and I, I wasn't even saying that it was IU's fault, but it was to Tom Allen's, Allen's point and what he did. You got to leave no stone unturned, so Kudos to him for doing that and even making changes despite it not really being IU's fault. Hopefully, knock on wood, knock on wood back here, whatever wood you can find, uh, IU is able to avoid those injuries this year and have a little bit better luck on that front. Something IU certainly could control, Tom Allen certainly could control, was the coaching and the changes that needed to be made after the season. He spoke about his decision to fire Nick Sheridan and maybe more importantly, why he didn't fire anybody else within the uh, coaching staff, though he had people leave. He didn't fire anybody else on the offensive side. We'll talk about the reasoning he gave for why he did that and whether it was the right call or not. Uh, first, thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. Make sure to go check out Locked on NBA Big Board host Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies, and the author of the NBA Big Board Newsletter is joined by Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin, giving fans an in-depth look into the NBA with mock drafts, player rankings, and obviously big boards. It's in their title. Uh, it's free and available wherever you get podcasts. We're going to talk Trace Jackson Davis later this week. Monday was kind of a, a, a travel day to get in, to maybe talk to a couple teams. Tuesday is when things really start to get underway, so we'll have some more on him later this week. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Your safest bet in baseball right now is to bet against the Reds, I, and that's coming from somebody that's a Reds fan. I still do not know how you throw a no-hitter and lose the game. That was a new low I've been a Reds fan for quite a long time. That was a new low. Throwing a no-hitter and losing the game, that one hurt. Um, very frustrated with the franchise right now and ownership specifically. Uh, so make sure to head on over to Bet Online and bet against the Reds right now. Uh, they are your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. 
bet online where the game starts the coaching there were coaching changes that had to be made last season i thought they probably should have come during the season ultimately there was probably no point in it because um iu was so far gone that no coaching change was going to fix the issues during the season there was also some reconstructuring of contracts that needed to be done with tom allen's that was probably a little hard to do during the season. So that might've played into why he didn't fire Nick Sheridan during the season. But at the end of the year, uh, he did fire offensive coordinator, Nick Sheridan. He spoke about it. It's the first time he had to make a, um, a decision or fire someone based on their performance. Quote, it was a hard decision because of relationships, but because of performance, it was something that needed to happen. Uh, I hated it. I've had people tell me that when you're a head coach, you have to build a wall around you and not get too close to your coaches. I just don't really live that way. I know his wife and his kids, and I spend spend a lot of time when they were here with my family and everything. Uh, so that was tough. But you have to do those or have those tough conversations. Fair play. Um, I mean, I I don't blame Tom Allen for for not doing the putting the walls up type of thing. That's not how I would want to do things. That kind of goes against the Elio culture and the culture he's built at Indiana, uh, it make, it leads to those tough conversations. But if he's willing to have them and, and capable of having them, then I trust that he's going to still be able to find success. And he recognized that the offense didn't work. They ranked basically last in everything in the Big Ten. So um, it, it had to be done. It was the easiest decision to make. Something I thought was a pretty easy decision Tom Allen didn't was Offensive line coach Darren Hiller. Um, ultimately, I'm never going to. How do I, how do I wear this? I don't want people to be fired. I'm not cheering for people to be fired. But when you're not performing at your job, then some. I mean, it's a performance thing. Like he said, like if you're not performing at the level you need to, then you need to go. And so I wasn't advocating, and I never have that. Uh, Hiller should be fired as offensive line coach. I was just surprised the move didn't come. He did not fire anyone else. Now, there was a lot of turnover on both sides of the, the coaching staff, especially the defensive side, uh, with coaches going elsewhere and leaving. We've talked about that. That's just kind of the nature of you going 2-10. and 10. Um, But on his decision to not fire Hiller and not fire anyone else, uh, Tom Allen said, I think there's things we can do without having to make wholesale changes at that position, but there's no doubt there's been some tough one-on-one -on -one conversations about, quote, uh, this is what this is what I want to be done differently and what I want to look differently. Uh, he said, I want response from that, and I feel like I've seen that. Encouraging, I guess, but uh, that offensive line certainly has to take a pretty, pretty big step forward next season because they were really, really bad last year, and they weren't great the year prior. It was just Penix was able to stay healthy and make that uh, whole team, especially the offensive line, look a little bit better. But um, that that group needs to take a big step forward next season because that's been a group that's underperformed for a number of years in uh, Bloomington under Tom Allen. Uh, on the defensive side, we mentioned there was a lot of changes, including – uh, a new defensive coordinator coming in and um, the former defensive coordinator, obviously going out Charlton Warren. Uh, 
went to North Carolina where he's coached before. Um, in came new defensive coordinator who, despite um, Allen hiring uh, Chad Wilt to come in, be the linebackers coach and defensive coordinator, Tom Allen is still going to be calling the plays. He kind of described it as Wilt is going to get everything ready. He's going to game plan. He's going to do all that part. And then on game day, Tom Allen's calling the plays. And that might seem a little, that's an odd setup, I think, to have. But here's what he had to say about the defense in general, which might make that decision make a little more sense. Uh, quote, I will say that what glaringly jumped out to me was too much thinking. We obviously kept a core of what we do and how we do things, but there was enough things that we might have added, especially when you're talking about playing a lot of guys. It wasn't bad things, just too many things. I just want guys to be able to play fast and react and not have to overthink. I think you're better that way. So basically, he simplified the defense. And we talked about that. Uh, it's similar to on offense where you have option routes where you read the defense and uh, maybe you do a hook route, an out route, a post route, whatever it is. You read the defense and make a decision. Tom Allen talked about, not in this interview, but in the past, of that being um, what he kind of wants to do with the defense is having different triggers. If the de if the offense is doing this, you do this, things like that, where it's a lot more read and react versus uh, specific plays. And that seems to go in line with this. He wants guys to get out there, to use those football instincts that make so many of them so great and react to the play and make plays on their own. And that makes sense. Look, the defense, I think, was put in a really, really, really bad spot all season long. And they they weren't great. They, they didn't get sacks. They didn't create turnovers. Uh, and both those were issues last season that didn't really – like just because they were out on the field a lot doesn't mean you can't accumulate those stats. And those were two weaknesses. Now, because they gave up a lot of points, I, I think a lot of that was how often they were on the field. They were given the sh a short field a lot of times. That I wasn't too worried about. I think this defense can um, get back to something close to the level it was in 2020 with simplifying things. There's a lot of veterans coming back. A lot of names we mentioned that met with Tom Allen uh, in that during that first segment. Cam Jones, Jalen Williams, Tywan Mullen, Devin Matthews. All those guys are coming back from last year's team. So I can see that group uh, really spearheading things and wanting to get things turned around. Um, I have optimism about the defense. Look, I'm an optimistic person in general. The more we're going to start talking about the football team here, the more that I am going to uh, probably talk myself into things being a lot better this season. It certainly could hardly get much worse than last year. So I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that that last year was an aberration. And that's something Tom Allen talked about at the end of the article that uh, last season was kind of a blip on the radar, and um, IU was able to get over that and compete once again. So, fingers crossed. I'm hoping so. Uh, but we're going to start talking a bit, quite a bit more about football because basketball is is gone. We've done about everything we can talking about basketball. Focus is going to start turning to football. We're going to have a number of reoccurring segments that are going to start popping up uh, about football, both with um, with IU, with the Big Ten, maybe some schedule stuff. We're going to 
do some depth chart series where we're going to just look at a specific uh, group of players for IU, look at what the depth chart might look like, who's going to contribute, who won't, uh, do some schedule previews. Um, uh, we're going to do some, we, we, in, for the basketball team, talked about players who could gain in the offseason. We can do that for the football team, and we're going to here probably this week. Look at some guys who can make ground this offseason, potentially uh, come into fall practice with uh, setting themselves up for that breakout season. We'll, we're going to look at some Big Ten stuff with bold predictions for each team, do a power ranking of post-spring practice, what the Big Ten and the divisions are going to look like. Uh, we're going to look at some media predictions, kind of react to some of those, and then we're going to start looking at IU's schedule, look at some potential trap games, maybe look back. Uh, we're going to open with Illinois this season, which is one of the easier opening games we've had in a while. So we can look back at some of the opening games in recent years and see what was good and what was bad and rank some of those. So we're going to start putting some reoccurring segments in here, talking about football, talking about the Big Ten. We'll still talk some basketball stuff. We're going to have Trace Jackson Davis content all um, all week long and leading up to whenever he makes his decision. But we're going to shift our focus a little bit to football, both in the Big Ten and in or and with Indiana. So thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We will be back tomorrow talking about uh, some of those breakout players that could be uh, setting themselves up for big seasons this offseason. Now make your second list in Locked On Big Ten. We just said we're going to be talking a lot about uh, teams around the Big Ten. Uh, Nate Dickinson over at the Locked On Big Ten podcast had you guys covered with all the latest Big Ten news. Appreciate all the love. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Leave a quick rating and review if you have not already. Most importantly, though, guys, have a terrific Tuesday in LEO.